Welcome to the Next Level Podcast, Episode 6. I'm your host, Mike Schramer. With me, my co-host, John White. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Good. So today we will be covering the Week 14 recap. It was an exciting week of football. A couple of games that um, were toss-ups that we figured probably would be and ended up being toss-ups. Yep. Um, Monday night's uh, exciting matchup. So we'll be covering those today and then possibly talk about some new interesting stuff in the card world and then follow that up with, if we got some time, maybe just talking about some breaks and things like that. So let's, let's see. All right, so we'll, we'll start with the first game, which would have been Thursday's game. We've got Pittsburgh Steelers oh, yeah. against my Minnesota Vikings, where the Vikings nearly pull off a win, 36 to 28, because for some reason, we love to let go of the gas <laughs> after the first half. So that was like a dominating first three quarters, and then all of a sudden, I mean, I was, um, I was out in the city, actually, so I watched most of the first half and then kind of missed the third quarter, and then um, by the time we went to another bar, I saw I was like, it's it's like an eight point game. What what happened? What did I miss? What did I miss? Mm-hmm. Man, and if uh, I don't know if it's not for Chase Claypool, right? Did you see? Did you catch that where he didn't bring the ball back to the middle? Yeah, I did. Yeah. He's and and they they said he's got an attitude problem. So, man, I I, I don't know if or it's... maturity problem. Let's, yeah, let's put it that. something right. You know, it was funny they yeah. showed. Um, and you'll appreciate uh, Larry Fitzgerald. They showed him. Um, like a similar situation the Cardinals were in, I think, last year. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald grabs the ball from, I think, D-Hop, puts it mm-hmm. right at the center just so they can get the snap off. And, you know, I think it's a little unfair maybe to, to throw Claypool under the bus as much as the media has, but you got to be. It's only his second year. He's a young wide receiver. Yeah. He's talented. He's, he's on my fantasy team, but, man, you got to be smarter than that. Yep, you do got to kind of grow up, though, when you get to the NFL, but you're also giving these kids millions of dollars. True. Um, I mean, I, I, at that age, would I have been, yeah, known dude. To, I don't even know if I would have known to get up real really quick and not celebrate. You're excited. You made a first down, but you got to know the scenario. You're down by eight, right? You That's have part to of being score. a pro. That's why you get paid yeah. so much. I mean, yeah. if you don't know that, I don't know. I, I think you got to just, you got to be more in tune. I understand you're excited and everything like that. And I'm sure, you know, the Vikings were drawing them all game. So, you know, you get a big. Big mm-hmm. first down like that, you're excited, but man, you got it. You got to know what's going on there. You know, you're not going to be in the league very long if you don't, right? Because yep. right, right now you're an incredible talent. Um, you're young, but you know the guys who really grind it out and make a long career are the guys like Larry Fitzgerald, the guys who understand what's going on in the game. Because ultimately, just because your stats are good, if you're not helping the team win, you know you're gonna I have love a short career. Fitzgerald. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, his autographs are really hard to find. Oh really? So. Yeah, hmm. it, he doesn't sign too often, so they're pretty valuable. Not like really expensive, but still expensive for a wide receiver. I would. Th- He's also a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, hundred so. percent. I would have thought a guy like that would would actually do a lot of autographs. Maybe yeah, for kids and think, stuff, but. but- yeah, he's a he's a Minnesota native. Yeah, I know he was the um, Vikings ball boy, wasn't he? Coming mm-hmm. up, yeah. Yep, and um, there was a couple rumors of them talking about getting him back in the day, but that yeah. never happened. Yeah. So, you know what's funny? What? <laughs> Big Ben outplayed Kirk Cousins 
in the fourth he quarter. Was. In the fourth quarter, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give too much credit so, to Big Ben there. Uh, to me, that's more the Vikings letting the things whole go. game. 300 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, yeah. 216 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. But like I, the rushing game. I mean, doubt on both sides of the ball. I think was pretty good. But yeah. Minnesota needs to learn how to. I, I don't understand what goes on with our defense in the second half. It just it was like twenty to no sense. It to was me. twenty to nothing for the whole game, basically. Yeah, it wasn't even close. And then all of a sudden, it was just, you know. And I don't know. You, it's funny. You kind of see that. Um, when we saw that this this last weekend with a couple other games. Um, you know, what do you think? Do you think it's just teams going into prevent defense, and then? You I know, think Minnesota does that a lot. Yeah, like uh, we're we're in prevent defense, which makes no sense because if you watch that first half of the game, anytime they blitzed Eric Hendricks, um or Harrison Smith, the ball was either intercepted yeah. or thrown thrown right. as a duck um, or a sack. I mean, Big Ben was frustrated, and then we just stopped blitzing. Yeah. Well, you have a lead, right, and you become conservative. But it's funny. It's like literally, why would you change what got you to that point? You know, you dominate yeah. for three quarters. Keep doing the same thing. I mean, sure, you might give up a couple big plays, but, you know, you kind of end up in the same – you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like you got to stick with with yeah. what, what got you there. So I mean, the first the first half Vikings is is like the potential of what they can be if they actually play to their strengths like they should. But yeah, wow, it was embarrassing. It was typical. But they Vikings won. thing. Yep, they, they won. won. They won. And <laughs> Pittsburgh put Harris on on literally put them on his back. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, you you highlighted him earlier in here. That that guy's got talent. He's good. Yep. Receiving uh, touchdown and a rushing. Yeah. I still, I um, think Big Ben stinks. I don't care, even though he brought him back there at the end. He's terrible. No, I I think he's bad. That's what I'm yeah. saying, though. That's how bad Minnesota is, that we allowed Ben Roethlisberger to look good. Yeah. Well, he didn't even look good until the end when they started, like we're talking, when they were in prevent defense. So. Yep. But, so the next game that we've do? got. San Francisco 49ers taking the win in overtime against oh, yeah. the Bengals 26 to 23. I had Bengals winning that one. I had 49ers. Um, so, I had a good week. I was right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, interesting game. So, and um the 49ers well it started off pretty slow. I think it was like 10-3 for most of the game even through some of the second half. Um, and then the 49ers got up by a couple scores, and then I think they had a go-ahead touchdown, or they had an opportunity, I think, to go up by three scores, and something got called back, I think. Um, uh-huh. And then the Bengals went on, they scored like two touchdowns in a few minutes. All of a sudden, it's tied, and they're going into overtime, and um, that was a tight one. You know, the, some of the early games, they didn't seem like they were, uh, no, I'm sorry, that was in the late window. Um, most of the late window games weren't that exciting, but this was one of them that uh, was a real nail biter. And you know, again, George Kittle, that guy's arguably, you know, the MVP race is wide open, man. I know tight end would never get it, but boy, he, I, I he's the most valuable player on that team. Fifty-one receiving yards, week in and week out, down, week in and week out, receptions. And he he had an, an incredible catch um, towards the end of regulation to put him in a position to kick a field goal. Um, yeah. and something about Cincinnati, it just seems like it's possible to kick clutch field goals, but, um, man, he's you know, just, it was just an in- impeccable catch and he's so good. And you can see, I don't know what the record is without him, but I'm, I think, uh, most it's gotta be a lot of loss. Yeah. I think most of their wins have come with him on the field and most of their losses have come when he's been injured because he's been out for a few weeks this year. So, um, 
yeah, mm-hmm. it was an exciting one. And then, um, you know, I always like to see overtime games end in, in a touchdown. You know, like when it ends in a field goal, it's always like, man. And here's uh, here was a game that this um, the over new overtime rule that's been in for a couple years where teams can't win on a field goal played out because yep. Cincinnati scored a field goal first and then 49ers ran the ball down and, and scored a touchdown. So that was an exciting one. They're smart. They they use their players pretty interestingly. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have uh Devo Samuel ranked as the number one WRB. <laughs> oh, like a split back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's funny. Well, um it's becoming more popular though. Yeah, for sure. Well, and speaking of that, more popular, what um to your point about how they use their players, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I think, really was the first guy of this new you know like the Lafleurs, the uh, Kingsbury's like these new offensive gurus he was really the guy that um I think started this wave and in fact you know Lafleur was on his staff a couple of those other young offensive gurus were um he's really started the wave so it's really interesting um and Kyle Shanahan who loved Jimmy G but then drafts another quarterback I don't know well, I mean, you, I heard the 49ers literally just take the best available is what I was told. Yeah. And two, though, I mean, you look at Jimmy G without George Kittle. He's a bad quarterback with George Kittle. He can win you games. But long term, mm-hmm. I think um, we've seen what we're going to see from him. Right. I mean, he's not he's not going to be a top five quarterback. So, yep. you know, it's pretty hard to win a Super Bowl without a top five quarterback. Yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah. Guy's pretty talented. Frankly, I, yeah. I I mean, I'm kind of surprised they've stuck with Jimmy G as like this long because I, I understand you're seven and six. He's putting you in the hunt and everything like that. But how many playoff games are you going to win with that guy? One. Look maybe? at the Cowboys with Romo. How many playoff games did they win with Romo? I don't think they won one. Yeah, but I'll, I mean, Tony <laughs> Romo. That was their guy. That was their guy. Yeah, Romo. but that's okay. That's the thing. You with Tony Romo, you know, you know, you can. He's your he's your best shot with the 49ers. You got Trey Lance, right? Who sure, you know, he's a rookie and he hasn't done much yet, but you're seven and six. I think you you get towards the you end here, you let gotta him start playing. I think so. I, I, I was really impressed with Trey Lance in his couple starts he had this year. I think he was one and one. Um, but I just feel like there's just more pop there. You know, Jimmy G is gonna give you what he's gonna give you. Um you're not going Jimmy G's not gonna take you to the Super Bowl, right? So what, what are you doing? He's Come on. Not? No. You think you know, hold on a second. You think Jimmy G can take the 49ers to the Super Bowl? Well, he's a game manager. Back to the exactly. game manager. Uh, when was the last time we saw a game manager get to the Super Bowl? We just we, we had went over this last I, time. We and I was we right. We, I was time. right, exactly. It, it was Nick Foles. Beating a dead horse. All right, so our next game is Atlanta Falcons taking the W over the Panthers, 29-21. to 21. Falcons win. Cordell Patterson has a huge yeah. day. Yep. Um, I mean, I think he's already beaten uh, this year, they said, in touchdowns, the amount that he's had since, like, 2015 to 2020 or something like that. So, Well, and you mentioned that Debo Samuel is ranked as the number one uh, RB slash wide receiver. Cordell Patterson's got to be – Dude, up there. I think he. I mean, the statistics you're raising right now. I think you could argue that he's he's the best one, right? Yeah, I mean, he had five five targets, two receptions, one yard, sixteen rushing attempts, fifty eight yards, but mm-hmm. a touchdown. But I mean, they're 
they use him more than they're using Mike Davis for rushing and receiving. Yeah. So they, I would take that. They use the they use the healthy dose dose of both of them. Um I kinda That's our third co-host. Well, our yeah, third co-host same. is Lincoln. Our Just fourth co-host bye bye. Is, is McKenna. <laughs> it's, McKenna. <Yeah. laughs> it's Mike's um, uh, daughter for everybody who's listening. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, Cam Newton had a bad day. Cam Newton got benched like four times. Yeah, P.J. He got, Walker. <laughs> well, he kept getting benched, and then they bring it back in because P.J. Walker wasn't much different. But it was just... Man. I mean, it's a bad offense without McCaffrey, and they have a lot of injuries. Well, too. yeah, without McCaffrey, and then I go back, uh, you know, to me with Sam Darnold, that team was the contender. Without Sam Darnold, they're not. Um, yeah. I, for whatever reason, I don't know. I mean, I thought Sam Darnold was having a hell of a year, um, and then everybody got all hyped about Cam Newton, and I'm like, man, I, you won a lot of games with, with Sam Darnold, and you think that Cam Newton, who's, you know, been out of the offense – in his in his prime, Cam Newton was great. But remember, yep. this is a guy that you guys let go because you felt like he wasn't productive anymore, and you bring him back. You know, I don't know. I, I just think it was a little bit um, silly that people thought so, he was going to come in and, and really dominate. You know, but Jeremy Chin and Shaq Thompson. Jeremy had thirteen tackles. Tackles. Shaq had eleven. Thirteen they tackles. It. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, the next best on. Uh, on uh, the opposite side of the ball was seven. So yeah, no, the Falcons played really well, and um, I think that was a game that surprised a lot of people. For me, it didn't because I feel like uh, as the years gone on, they've kind of scratched and clawed to to make themselves a contender. I mean, now they're they're basically a game back out of the wild card. Um, you know, with Matt Ryan, say what you want about the guy, but you know he's a guy that's going to always put you in a position to possibly win against you know. I would say average competition. Older. He is getting older, they but hold on to him after this year. I mean, then you've got your best receiver, Calvin Ridley, taking Calvin off. Ridley. Well, you've got taken off just because. Well, so. but now they got Kyle Pitts, who came up huge um, to ice the game for them late in this in that in that game. Um, so they've got Pitts some young guys. He is a yeah. I mean, I to me that's a team that a lot of people sleep on. Do I think they'll do anything this year? No, but um, do I think they could get in front of the Vikings and make the playoffs? Absolutely. I thought Pitts was going to be like Hawkinson, where everybody hyped him up. You know, Hawkinson was going to be the next Gronk. But uh, Pitts is doing well out there, and I think it comes as an advantage that um, you don't have Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones. Since yeah. Julio's gone, and then you got Calvin Ridley just sitting out. Right. Just because. But, uh, I mean, tight end is one of the hardest positions to learn because you got to learn your your passing coverages or passes routes passing routes blocking assignments you got to learn it all so yeah it's interesting it seems like they're just running them mostly as a receiver though i mean i i haven't really seen them line up in the at that true tight end position much um you know i think uh, the only i think the only guy in the league frankly that can really play a true tight end is george kittle that guy can block and he can and he can catch um yeah but kyle pitts is a hell of a talent um or you're running a 4 4 40 you should be a receiver. Yeah. Well, but I, yeah, I guess that's the thing, you know, when you're, when you're that size, you can kind of line up as both, but, and I think he's like six, six. Yeah. He's a big so, guy. Yeah. But insane. at the same time, like just cause you have that height and that, you know, that body, like you gotta be able to block too. And usually yep. being able to block is more down to a, a personal preference. Cause it's not, it, 
it's not that fun. It's but, whether you want to get into it or not. Exactly. Man. And that's with George Kittle. That guy will do anything it takes anything. to win. Yep. 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 But so our next game, you've got the Dallas Cowboys who brought their own heated benches to the Washington football team stadium because apparently the Seahawks said they didn't work the previous time. Yeah, they were there, which um, that's the Cowboys are so they're so prissy. Yeah, Cowboys pull off the win 27 to 20 on a game that came down to the wire. Yeah, where I believe Washington actually got the onside kick. They did get the onside. It was yep. it was a pretty incredible uh, um chain of events but you know I, I thought it was weird they benched heineke which i understand he's playing terrible but you bring in kyle allen um but why i i mean you, you you try to give your team a spark which i understand i i mean he did go down and score but at that point you know the game was 24 nothing for most of the most of the game um i felt like yeah he did score for you but overall he didn't look that great and i don't know i just feel like with he, when you're within a score you know, you got to roll with the guy that's gotten you through that situation, which is yeah. Taylor Heineke. I can understand, I can understand benching him because his performance wasn't that great. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the team rallies around that guy, and you know, I think it, yeah, both defenses played out of their minds. So, well, you know, I just got to say the fact that that game, the Cowboys allowed Washington to get that close. I, I just, I mean, Dak. Did you see Dak threw a pick six to let him? come within one score did you catch yep. that I, yep. how do you how do you let that happen i don't know how do you throw a pick six and that's <laughs> why are you throwing the ball right i mean that's my beef with mike mccarthy that guy doesn't <laughs> he's a terrible coach he's a terrible coach and then you got i mean the cowboys got micah parsons who yeah arguably might be the best like linebacker and rusher there is he could cover yeah makes the tackles he can make sacks uh, i mean if if the guy rushed every play he'd probably be leading the league in sacks if he's not already mm -hmm. um same with like tackles like he if he was just playing linebacker i think he'd kill it in tackles guys fast yeah he's really good well he's a guy that can do it all um you know there was it's i think the big talk has been you know will he get it's not a question of will he get defensive uh rookie of the year but will he get defensive player of the year as a rookie yep. which would be pretty incredible but yeah, that's the thing with the Cowboys, though. They have a ton of talent, even more so now. You know, they got uh, C.D. Lamb, they got uh, Mari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, uh, now Micah Parsons, even um, even that cornerback, uh, who's his name? Uh, I can't remember the name of. Remember that he's he had like an interception in every single game to start out the year. Yeah, Trevon Diggs. Yeah, Trevon Diggs. Right. So they have he's, all the. He's terrible at coverage. He's just a ball hawk. Yeah. Well, they, they have all the talent in the world, right? And then yet they still allow Washington to almost come back and tie the game up. I mean, I don't know. They're insane. I don't. I, don't... <laughs> I think they're a pretender. I can't believe they're nine and four too. They they should lose more games. I don't mean to sound like such a Cowboys hater, but I'm a Cowboys hater. And Dak played bad. Zeke played bad. They all did. So now we're on to our next game. You've got the Tennessee Titans blowing out the Jacksonville Jaguars 20 to zero. So now people it's a train wreck. I, I personally think Trevor Lawrence is not near as good as what uh, everybody said. And I, I was a fan of Gardner Minshew. So the fact that they even took Trevor Lawrence kind of blew my mind and Gardner stepped up. Uh, not this week, but last week. Right. You know, for the Eagles play quarterback and get a big win for them. Um, I mean, 
people are blaming it on Urban Meyer. Totally, as they should. I don't think that, to me, this is not an admonishment on Trevor Lawrence. You do? You think this is a Trevor Trevor Lawrence thing? Zero touchdowns, four interceptions. <laughs> yeah, but look, what is what is Urban Meyer doing? You had the the lead up to this week. There was reports that Urban Meyer was criticizing his own assistant coaches. I heard, yeah, and his players. I, I mean, come on. To me, Urban uh, Meyer's with uh, college chicks right now. He doesn't. <laughs> well, he he would yeah. like to be coached in college. That's for sure. I mean, the, it's almost as if maybe I'm taking this wrong, but I feel like the guy's doing everything he can to get fired so he can get out of there. And we've seen uh, it from Urban Meyer plenty of times. He tries to get he he's in a place that he you know he's not fitting in that well, and then you know it's a health thing or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden yeah. he's gone and he's back with some other team, you know. I, I don't know. I just think this whole Urban Meyer in the NFL, it was never going to work. I, I, yeah. So, and I think, um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence does not look good this year. But what's he playing with? You know, Travis Etienne. He doesn't look good either. So I'm surprised that it was even this close. I mean, they well, they dominated the game, you know, fairly easily. I think it was it was probably <laughs> ten nothing for for a lot of it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, you you never got the sense that the Jaguars were going to do anything. And that team yep. looks so. That's to me, that's a coaching thing too. I mean, they just so look look so uninterested in even being there. You know, they're not well, motivated. It all starts with the leader. If your yeah. leader is not good, you don't want to be there. Well, not <laughs> only that, you know, if your leader doesn't believe in you, which he's come out and said, he's literally like he doesn't believe in what's going on there, which just yep. blows my mind. I mean, you're they brought you in. You're criticizing your own assistant coaches who you brought in. Right. And then, you know, these uh, most of that team is a lot of new players. Trevor Lawrence being the main one. And you, it doesn't seem like you believe in him. You know, you they know that who we thought they were. Well, you know that um, Urban Meyer's opinion of of Trevor Lawrence played a big part in him coming to Jacksonville. It was, yeah. I mean, it was for a, basically a whole year. Everybody knew that he was going to Jacksonville because they were going to have the first overall pick. I, it's yep. just, it's, I don't know. I just think he's. So maybe they get a new coach in next year and change things around. I think I you have to. I, I would fire the guy right now. I, I, mean, I don't know what is, we're waiting on. How do you not lean on James Robinson? That's okay. There you go. They benched him because he fumbled at once. Yes, yeah, six attempts. Like, yeah, the dudes. They're like punishing him because he made a mistake. I understand. Yeah. Look, in the NFL, you never want to fumble. It's a bad thing. But one fumble, you bunch the guy and like punish Adrian him. Peterson. Adrian Peterson used to lead the league in fumbles for like the first two, three years. Yeah, so. I mean, t- to me, it's just I don't know it's that that whole team. Young is just running backs they tend to fire. fumble. That's what happens. Not much to say Whoop. else about that dumpster <laughs> fire. The but, next blowout game, you've got your New Orleans Saints winning 30 against the New York Jets to nine. Yeah, and that, that score is a little deceiving. It was closer for most of the game. Um, the Saints, I had that game as a toss-up. Really? Yeah, I thought I thought the Saints were going to dominate no matter what. I, the Jets just don't They don't have anything. There's literally like what they're not good on defense and they're not good on and offense. Michael Carter's hurt, who they've been relying on, too, for the running game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's Taysom Hill is just trash. I'd rather have Simeon in there. He yeah, two I'm with rushing you. touchdowns. Ooh, good. Well, well, they did start with Simeon, and then they went over to Taysom Hill once they kind of had a lead. Which you know maybe that's the thing that they do. They because you know Simeon's going to give you more of a chance when you need to throw the ball. But um, you know they led that game. It was like ten to six for most of the game. Towards the end, it kind of yep. became a blowout because of some um, big plays. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm torn on Taysom Hill because it's like the guy couldn't throw his way out of a plastic bag. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's kind of a grinder and 
Um, you know, he put up a couple touchdowns for him this weekend, and they had Alvin Kamara, which made a huge difference. Um, so, you know, they're they're at six and seven. They're game out of the wild card too. Um, but yeah, going down the stretch, I don't know. What do you do? Do you stick? What, what would you do? Do you would stick with Taysom Hill? At this point, I think uh, they're grasping for straws just to win. Um, I don't quarterback wise at this year. They're kind of I thought Winston was the best fit. Obviously, yeah, for sure. He's gone. Right. So I think they they either. I don't know, man. This year kind of I think it's they're kind of screwed. But I at next year, next year, they're one of the teams that Russell Wilson wants to go to. So how about Russell Wilson on that team? That would be incredible there. I mean, they're them and the Broncos, I think, are a QB away. from Right. Competing. Yeah. So if the Broncos get Russell Wilson, which is I, I think is where he's going to go, it's going to be scary. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Saints have it all, too. I mean, except for a quarterback. That's yeah. Their defense is incredible. I mean, you saw what they did to Aaron Rodgers. In week one. 17 tackles. Yeah. 17. Oh, yeah. Wow. that's incredible. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. At the, I mean, for this year, though, I. As, yeah, you're in a rough team, spot. You're in a rough they spot. They don't give up. But I think like changing quarterbacks like mid game never helps a team. But ever. you're you're in a weird spot there, too. To me, I think they got to figure out a way to use both of the guys because they're uh, neither guy is going to be someone you can depend on to win the game. I think, um, you know, they did it with Drew Brees. So why can't you do it now? Yeah, they did it a little bit with Drew Brees. But I think with with this one, they got to get really creative with using Taysom Hill and Trevor mm-hmm. Simeon and just keep the defense guessing because, um, you know, they got the Buccaneers this weekend, you know, Man, I don't know. I, that's a rough spot. I don't even know how you could you could use those guys that well because once teams kind of catch on, you know what they're doing with bringing Simeon and then Taysom Hill in, you know it's so easy to key in on that and shut it down. I don't know. It's a rough spot because they were they were a contender early on with Jameis. So mm-hmm. that's just it was that's a sad sad deal. But what are you gonna do? We'll see what happens. Our next game, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs blowing out the Las Vegas Raiders, forty-eight to yep. nine. Yep. The Chief, are the Chiefs back? Uh, probably. I didn't. Seems want like them it. To be. Well, and there was a lot of, uh, I guess, beginning of the game, the Raiders um, did something on the the Chiefs uh, logo. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, they they, they all celebrated. They all were on the logo <clears throat> before the game, and then right away. Yeah. Chief score <laughs> on the first play. Yep. So yep. Yeah, and the Raiders. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good win for them. Obviously, it's in the division. It's at home. Um, but at the same time, it's always it's hard to tell what's what's going on with the Raiders because it's like, you know, sometimes they can come in clutch and, and win some games you didn't anticipate them to win. Um, you know, that win against Dallas on Thanksgiving, which yep. again, I don't, I don't want to keep ragging on Dallas, but you know. How do you lose at home on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Anyways, um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are shaping up to be a, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, yeah. that's that's what these teams do. They figure it out. You know, you Agreed. adjust in the second half of the season and yep. you go on a run. Yep. And Minnesota hasn't done that, so my team sucks. <laughs> but um, it's it's. I mean, that's what all the great teams seem to do. Is if it's really hard to go undefeated in the season and still win a Super Bowl. Or get near undefeated in yeah. the season and win the Super Bowl. I always feel like it's the teams that come back from behind that usually end up winning it because they got it all figured out. They already had their downs for the season, right? And they're ready to go. Not yeah. that it couldn't happen, but well, it's all about getting hot at the right time. Um, but also too with the Chiefs, you know, 
they obviously mm. didn't win it last year, but they won it the year before. Um, you know, they're a team that knows how to win, and and they've been in that position before. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I can't see at least the way things are going now. I can't see them getting past New England in New England. Yep. So, but it'll be a tight the race. Next game. Seattle Seahawks winning 33 to 13. I had the Texans pulling this one off, but that didn't happen. Mills had a day, but the Seahawks finally committed to run one running back. And that was Penny who had a day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know. The Seahawks are five and eight. Uh, you know, you beat a you beat a Texans teams with with Mills, who I know I, statistically he had a good game, I guess, but I don't know. They've only won with Tyrod Taylor, so as soon as they go to Mills, I feel like that's sending a message, hey, we're, we're done trying to really compete for anything. Yeah, now right? let's maybe see what this guy has for next yeah, year so yeah. we know if we got to go for another quarterback because we all know Deshaun Watson will not be a Texan. Whether what Well, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing there too because the Texans don't have good leverage to be able to trade him. Right, because he's literally he's not going to come and play. They need for him. to know what's going on with his legal issues before. Well, I don't even think that's so much. I think it's more of a situation where um, every other team knows, like, hey, this guy's not going to play for you. You don't have leverage in terms of trade value because, you know, what are you going to do? He's not going to. He will never play for you. He's made that clear. Yep. So really, I think teams are just kind of waiting for him to get released, which ultimately I think is what will happen. I don't think they'll ever get the trade value they want, and the longer they wait. Um, I think the the less valuable he even becomes because now you're starting to say okay, he's had a whole year without football. Um, sure, he was a, he was a top five, top seven quarterback uh, before this whole ordeal. But mm-hmm. one thing to consider this the whole way he's handled it. Does anybody think that he's handled it well? No, no, right. So teams are going to be hesitant about that, and he's been away. So you know, has his skills deteriorated? If he was worth, if there wasn't a team that was willing to give a first round or two first rounders like the Texans wanted, you know, earlier this year, I, I don't see how that, I don't see how anything changes this offseason. You know, the Seahawks, yeah. you know, sure they beat this team, but I don't know. Not much to say about this one. Not a, the Seahawks, I'm not a fan of them. I, I don't think they got it to, to win the playoffs. No, no, I, I don't think they, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. They're at five and eight. They're basically <laughs> Rashad Penny, 16 attempts, 137 yards, and yeah. two touchdowns. No, the, the Seahawks aren't legit. Can't go wrong with that, though. They, they should have been using him from the start, though. That's, well, but again, you're know. playing a 2 and 11 Texans team, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm not going to ride home on any. It's the NFL, any, though. You can't take any team lightly. I understand. But still, you to me, that was the, that was a one possession game for most of the game. Um, yep. You know, sure that the Texans aren't. Um, they're an NFL team and they can compete, but well, without Tyrod Taylor, they really can't. They've shown this year. So to me, you know, if they were going to show a, a promise that they could maybe make a run at the playoffs, they should have blown this team out. Yeah. Um, and watching that game, you know, DK Metcalf is is ticked off every single play. It seems like you know, like, and it's oh, weird is what's he going like on there. OBJ? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird what's going on there because he gets frustrated. Like, um, you know, the first five yards, obviously, contacts allowed any any. Like he's trying to get a call for that. It's like, man, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta play your game, and you know he's a big boy too. He like, is, yeah. No, he's in, about that. Well, and he's an incredible talent too. So yeah. I don't know, and I don't know if that's maybe that's just a a, a sign of what's going on in Seattle that that um, nothing's working because yep, nothing seems like it's working. So speaking of OBJ, you've got the Cleveland Browns barely beating the Ravens, who almost came back. Yeah. 
that was a fun one. 24 to 22. Yep. If Lamar Jackson never got hurt, I think the Ravens are winning that one easily. You know, uh, you say that, but to be honest, Hig- um, what's his name? Is it Tyler Higby? Huntley. Huntley. Tyler Huntley um, came in, and he played a hell of a game. I mean, he brought him right back. That was another one where the Ravens on a crazy, I don't know if you saw it, they got the onside kick. Yep. And yep. the way that game was going, um, I thought for sure they were going to, all they needed was like 30 yards to put uh, the best kicker in the league um, right yep. in the field I goal they position. Were winning. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, Tucker? Yeah, Tuck, you know, come Tucker on, he's going to nail that. So yeah. I don't know. That was a that was an unfortunate deal. But um, I don't know. That's another one too. Is it more with, with – uh, the Ravens sort of not playing that well. The Browns let them back in, you know? Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's funny. So you got a depleted secondary for the Ravens and all Baker was able to do is 190 yards in the air. Yeah. Well, I think the Browns are a team that's, they win on, you know, with Jadavian Clowney and, and Miles Garrett, right? Miles yep. Garrett, I think he had a pick six. Um, it was either pick six or picked up a fumble for a touchdown, but but either way, you know, to me, that's that's how that team wins. Um, you know, Baker really hasn't done much for him to put him in position to win. Even this game, you know, they couldn't ice it, right? Like, they just, yeah. their offense couldn't hold the ball on long enough to uh, to yeah, ice out the fumble. game. Miles Garrett yeah. scored on. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, it's, I can't stand the Browns. I don't think OBJ was the issue there, and he showed that last night. But, yeah, I think yeah, it's Baker. Yeah, but uh, but again, uh, like we see with the Texans, right? There's not starting quarterbacks aren't just walking around on the street. Well, yeah, who's the better option yeah. right now? Nobody. And, and I, I mean, the one thing about Baker is I do think he's um, he's a fiery, passionate guy. So I do think the team, um, you know, follows him into battle, if you will. So you know, and and you see it, right? Like this is a even without Lamar Jackson, this is still a quality Ravens team, in my opinion. Um, and they figure out a way to win. So, and this was yep. a weird one too. <clears throat> if you remember, Lamar Jackson had what five interceptions or four interceptions against the Browns the game before. The game so before, you know, he wanted to right? bounce back. Yep. And so the the Ravens, because of their bye week, they played the Browns two games in a row, which really is unprecedented. I don't know if that's ever happened before. <clears throat> it probably has. I feel like it's some of these games that like they have matched up for divisions make no sense to me because they're like back to back. So yeah. Um. All right, let's go. Our next game, we've got the New York Giants losing to the Los Angeles Chargers 37 to 21. So that was a closer game than people probably thought it was. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't close. It was I the Giants scored late in that game, but the Chargers dominated basically. I mean, when you game. got Glennon starting, <laughs> what do you do? The Bears once signed him to be their starter. Yeah. Well, the Bears the basically that you know. They're going for anybody to come. Herbert went off. Yeah. 275 yards. Herbert looked great, too. Man, his deep ball. No picks. It's arguable. I mean, he might have the best deep ball. Russell Wilson, I think, does. I don't know. Justin Herbert looks really good when he throws that deep ball. It's always on the money. Um, No Keenan Allen this game, either. You would want that deep ball. No comment. (laughs) But, no, they did did good. 37-21. Herbert's looking great. Uh against a Giants team that just they stink gets it together but can't they I stink. mean it's it's no, weird he had a long touch was it a touchdown? No, I don't, I don't think it was a touchdown. A long pass to Kyle Rudolph. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well there was him in the red zone to score. Yeah, it was seven to seven game early on. 
Um, and Glennon didn't look too bad either. He kind of drove him down. He did take some shots on that first drive there. Yeah, um, it was bad. Yeah, I was like, man, sometimes they they call uh well, it's it's and maybe maybe this plays into it. They call uh rough in the passer like Aaron Rodgers always gets it all the premier guys, but some of these backups they just come and get clobbered and they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to call it." When when Lee doesn't need us protecting you. Chris Have at it, boys. Started. Exactly. It's true though. Yeah, yeah. You're not a golden boy, right? <laughs> Cuz Rodgers it's like, you know, and this is I can I'm biased on this too. It's like they breathe on him and it's like, "Oh, you know, rough in the past I'm like, even even Rodgers is like, uh, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I don't but, know where that call yeah. came from, but I'll take it. Yep. Um, so next game, we've got the Detroit Lions losing to the Denver Broncos, yeah. thirty to ten. And there was some concern the uh, Lions wouldn't have enough uh, guys on their roster to make it because they had so many. They had the flu going around their locker I room they'd and pick COVID. Someone up off the street. Well, they had, uh, I think, I want to say twelve guys that they had to elevate from the practice squad mm-hmm. just for this game. Um, and actually, too, through the first half, they it was a one possession game basically. Um, yep. You know, but yeah, that that man, I feel bad for that team, especially I feel bad for that coach too. Like that guy is a passionate guy, he's emotional. Um, you know, we saw how much well, emotion he had when he beat your Vikings. How how about Craig Reynolds? Craig who's that guy? Back. That literally he's the best Craig to ever play <laughs> running back. I can tell you that right now. I don't even know who he was. I that, don't think no, a lot of nobody experts did. even had him ranked. And he had a and he had a big fumble too <laughs> midway through the I think it was towards the end of the first half um, that if he doesn't fumble that the the Lions probably would have been in position to no, at least get a field that goal. That was uh, Godwin Egubie. Oh, that's right. You're right. That's right. Craig Reynolds. I'm and sorry. then they must have thrown Craig in because they're probably like, yeah, yeah let's let's oh, throw this kid in. He didn't look bad either. But you 11 know, eleven attempts, eighty three yards, two receptions for sixteen yards. You know, almost a uh, hundred all purpose yards, ninety nine. So. And, you know, I actually think a lot of these um, guys who are on the practice squad, they sort of people poo-poo them, but they're still professionals. I mean, if you look, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that game, but with the Rasul Douglas, cornerback for the Packers, he was a practice squad guy. You know, a lot of these guys who are on the practice squad, they know the scheme very well. Um, yep. And sometimes all the, the a lot of these guys are gamers too, right? I mean, and it's they're not, used to playing against the starters. Yeah, they're used to playing against the starters. They know the, know the schemes well. Um, and like this guy, he... To me, right, especially yep. with the other guy fumbling like he did. If I'm the Lions, I mean, you're what one and eleven and one, anyways. Yep. Um, you know, here's a kind of a Cinderella story for a guy like that. So you only get one shot, so you gotta yeah. take it. Yeah, that's, and that's sometimes it's all it takes, right? Sometimes yeah, that's where Adam Thielen came from. What practice squad guy? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, some of these drafted. Yeah, sometimes they don't, you know, they don't look great on tape, or they don't have all the measurables that you want. Um, but you put them in a game and they know how to play. So there's a difference. Like football speed is real for sure. For sure. And at the NFL level game. too, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyone could play. I mean, better than me for sure. Um, yeah. Well, we've got the, let's Buc- not get ahead of yourself. Yeah. I don't winning in overtime against the bills, 33 to 27. I had bucks winning, but I had the bills winning and it was close, but it was a, that was a weird one too. I mean, the, Buccaneers were up like twenty four to three for most of the yep. game, um, and Dude, then how about all those rushing attempts from Tom Brady? He even juked a defender. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna praise Tom Brady. Though. Tom everyone, Brady should everyone be else like, can do that. I think he should be ninety speed in Madden. Nah, stop it. Stop. <laughs> There's no one around. Well, and they don't respect him at all because, like, literally, he never runs, and everybody's yep. so far away. I don't know. 
And he's come on, dude. You ran ten yards when no one was near you. I'm putting my Calm boy down. Tom Brady at ninety speed. Let's okay. go. But here's but, you know, it's another that was an interesting thing too. You know, it's another question I think similar to the Thursday night game. How do you let a team like that come back? Are you just playing prevent defense? You know? Yeah. I mean that was I, you dominated for three two and a half quarters and then you Leonard know, Fournette had a day, nineteen attempts for 113 yards and a touchdown. Early on, I mean, early on, he did, and then they just stopped being able to move the ball, and they just kept giving it back to the Bills, and then, and then all of a sudden they're in overtime. And and yeah. frankly, you know, to me that was a real mismanagement of the Bills because they had a ton of momentum and they drove the ball right down when they scored the field goal. Um, to me, you got to you got to score a touchdown there. You can't trust going into overtime against Tom Brady, right? Like, Never. what do you Don't expect give is going to happen? Tom Brady, anything exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I he thought was two, two touchdowns, zero picks, and he even yeah. rushed one in. Like that's to me that that was that was uh, the Bills game to win there at the end, and and they uh, fuddled it up. So they gave them on a silver platter. Yep. So second do? to last game, you've got your Green Bay Packers winning against the Bears barely, forty-five to thirty. I don't know about what barely. There, I thought Packers were going to blow them out of the water. Well, they they stepped on the gas towards the end of the game. Um, you know, well, here's the thing: they play each other two times a year, every year. Um, that's those teams really know each other. I was surprised at how many points were scored. Um, but you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think anytime there's rivalry games, we see it. We see it a lot, right? With the yep. how did the Lions beat the Vikings? They know each other really well, right? Look at Grant had a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and he's a stud, right? So yeah, punt return, and then yeah, that was an incredible punt return. That's the thing too. I mean, the the Packers special teams did not look uh, not look very sharp, um, but you know, Grant, the hell of a playmaker, made those two big plays. And yeah, uh, I think it was the Bears' first game with Tevin Jenkins there tackle who's that well um thought he was their first round pick yeah yeah well what's his name uh peters peters got injured so that's why he came in uh yep Yep. but at the same time i mean you know even when it was 27 21 at halftime i i think everybody knew what was coming yeah especially bears fans even in our little uh fantasy chat i think a couple people got excited and i said wait what no faith come on hang on to your bears there but yeah i mean that's a that's a good game yeah rogers one off, right? Yep. And they can't. Yeah. Four they, touchdowns, yeah. zero picks, 341 yards. Yeah. He had himself a game. Devontae Adams kind of started off slow. Um, so, but I guess he was battling with the hamstring a little bit. I wonder. So they relied more on A.J. Dillon on the ground. Yeah. They've been doing. I mean, he's been closing out games for them consistently this year. You and saw. Then they're using Aaron Aaron Jones for more passing. But... Mm-hmm. Well, and he's um, he had that knee injury. He had, I think, MCL sprain. Um, a few weeks ago, so they're being a little bit careful with him. But yeah, you got AJ Dillon, Quadzilla. Um, you know, they had that eight, two-headed monster. Man. Yeah, they had that <sighs> that eight-minute drive that they just, you know, rammed it down the Bears' throat, and that's really what where the game ended. Frankly, and right before that, they got really lucky because um, Amari Rogers muffed a punt, and boy, yep. has he been an incredible disappointment. That's it. They and the. The call it was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. They called um the Bears gunner for going out of bounds, which he didn't. He he was yeah. out of bounds for a little bit. I felt like he's forced out and he came right back in. So I d I didn't understand that penalty at all. It made no sense to me. Sometimes the NFL's penalties yeah. make no sense. So but anyways, that's a huge that really was the turning point because the Packers ended up getting the ball back because they had to repunt it. Um and then eight minutes go by and he, 
ape that yep. was it right i mean they basically were down um basically three scores with four minutes left you know that was Just, it justin fields 18 for 33 224 yards two touchdowns two picks but nine attempts for 74 yards rushing i mean i thought he looked pretty solid i mean obviously that pick six was pretty uh pretty bad but i thought that was a great play by douglas to jump on that that's his second pick six in a row packers have a very good secondary so somehow they, i don't know they, they know how to draft their corners well i mean stokes has been playing lights out for sure and you don't see him very much because they just don't throw the ball his way um but henry black is their nickelback currently and he's a guy off the streets Rasul Douglas yep. is their other corner, and he's a guy off the streets. Um, there's some talk that Jair is getting healthier, that he might come back, but who knows? I mean, that's a, he's got a shoulder injury he's dealing with that really, in normal circumstances, really probably needs surgery. Um, I mean, is, we'll is it going to be the Packers last season with Aaron Rodgers? Well, they, that's uh, in the press conference. They asked him that straight up. He said, is this your last time playing he's the Bears? He's not going to answer. I don't well, he had right. a bit of a cryptic answer, but I will say this. I think it's, it, you know. That from the Packers standpoint, you know, you saw what what Jordan Love was able to do in his one start. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. nothing. I mean, he scored seven points, right? So you see the writing on the wall there. And to me, I understand trying that to get it. or he just needs to be developed still. I mean, nah, it's... I don't know. I think it's he would have shown something, and I haven't seen anything. Um, and two, it's it'd be different if he was your only guy, and you maybe are a little bit more patient with him. But you literally have you know, a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play, playing right now, and look down in Tampa. Tom Brady's, what, 52 years old? Maybe not that <laughs> old, but, but seriously, I mean, I mean, he's. I think he's basically seven years older than Rodgers, and Tom Brady's probably going to win the MVP. If you're the Green Bay front office, you have a guy here who, who <clears throat> wants to play his whole career in Green Bay. Tom Brady's showing I mean, that he might have seven more years in him. Right, Rodgers could last as long as Tom Brady does. One hundred percent. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers to me is more athletic. So if, if there's if it's an argument of who might have more longevity, I would say Rodgers would over Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, although Brady's drinking some weird youth water down there, I don't know how the guy gets younger. You can't tell <laughs> me hair dye is the only way doing that. No, he got hair weird. plugs. I think. Too. Did he get hair plugs? Did he really? That's what. That's, that's what, funny. Uh, I could see that. That's what Avery and I were talking about. He said he thinks he's got. That's hair funny. Plugs. He does. He's got like uh, his hair looks like he's because he was balding, 20. and then now it's thicker. Yeah. Well, shoot. And if I had that kind of money, I'd do the same thing. I don't want to. Nah. Well, you you look good, bald. <laughs> so our last game is the Monday Night Showdown: Los Angeles Rams winning thirty to the Arizona Cardinals twenty-three. Yep. And that was another one where the I think was that. That's three games then, right, where the yeah. uh, onside kicking team got the ball back. That was another yep. wild one. Stafford looks good. Stafford does look good. Now, but the problem is he's got those ducks where it's like, yeah, I know, nowhere. I know. Well, that's like, what are you doing? That's the question, you know, like sometimes Stafford looks he's playing at MVP level. And then other times mm-hmm. it looks like, see, that's the Stafford we all knew in Detroit. <laughs> right. We yeah. All knew and loved. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, it's weird. I don't know if Kyler Murray is fully healthy. Right, I mean, he he did I run around, make some plays, force it so that they could still have yeah. a chance. Yeah, and he he threw, he turned the ball over twice. Um, yep. and that was a game where the Rams had no Jalen Ramsey. He thought three hundred and eighty three air yards, though. Yeah, but man, you can't turn the ball over like that, right? No, James Conner. I mean, he yeah, he's impressive. got to receive the ball, and he said that's what the Steelers wouldn't let him do. They right. always 
that he knows he could do. Right, right. I mean, he's he's got 31 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Then he's got nine receptions with nine targets, which is really good for mm-hmm. 94 yards. Right. Like that. Yeah, no, he looked great. I think that's still a uh, a contender, a top contender, the Cardinals. Um, but they're gonna have AJ Green. <laughs> what was the what was his stats? Uh, seven receptions, hundred and two yards. Yeah, yeah. Is he back? Is he? Back? Well, he's had a couple games that he's been really solid this year, right? Yep. So, I don't think he ever lost it. I just think. Yeah, he's certainly not what he was. Gone. I don't know. Yeah. He's certainly not what he was, right? Even now, I mean, he puts up some decent stats, but you know, you don't see any highlights. I mean, it's more him being a possession receiver. I think advancing in his uh, in his career development, um, which is good to see. I've always liked AJ Green. I I was hoping the Packers would have got him, but yeah, what are you gonna do? But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good Monday night game. Yeah, fun. Sunday yeah, no night, doubt. Monday night, both were good. Mm-hmm. Fun to watch because yeah. nobody likes to watch prime time and yeah. it'd be a blowout. So yeah, overall there was um like a lot like of the games Thursday night game came down to the last minute. Yeah, it did seem like a lot of these games sort of uh became close towards the end. Like um a lot of them were boring for a while. I always tune into NFL Red Zone and it was kind of a snoozer for for most of them, and then um they get exciting at the end, which you know it's yep. just such the nature of the NFL. It's like these teams can be blown out, not in it, and they just these guys are good enough to just bring it back and make it a game. So. Yep, exactly. Unpredictable good, NFL. Good. NFL Dalvin like Dalvin Cook had 200 yards, two touchdowns. Yep. So I got the, um, now that we went through all the games, I want to look ahead to uh, what your thoughts are. Let's start with the NFC for the uh, the playoff race. So I'm going to run down who the uh, the current wildcard teams are for this last spot. Okay, I'm going to start at the number seven seed, which is Washington. Washington's the last team in right now. Then you have at eight, the Vikings, which are who's six six and one. Then the Eagles, who are six and seven. The Falcons, who are six and seven. The Saints, who are six and seven. Panthers, five and eight. Seahawks, five and eight. And then the Giants and Bears, I think, are they're not mathematically out. They're pretty close, so we'll just not consider them. If they're not mathematically yeah. out, so who you got? Who you think's in? Who's the last team in out of those? That's two? hard, man. I don't. I think the I Vikings. Yeah, I mean they if they keep playing, I I can't stand them right now. But if they keep playing the way they do, they they could get it. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I just not a fan. The Eagles look better to me than the Vikings right now. Our offense is always good, but yeah, we also fizzled out in the second half. You can't be doing that if you want to make it to the playoffs. So. That's true. I just feel like the Vikings are the best team in that crop. That's why I feel like they're my pick to to pull it out. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the, I will say, uh, say what you want about the Vikings, but they always seem to find a way towards the end of the year. Now, here's here's the problem the Vikings have. So they do have the Bears twice, which is nice, but yep. they also have the Rams and Packers. So, you know, what do you think? Do they go 2-2 two and two in that? They got to beat, uh, could they beat the Packers again? I think for sure. So. It, yeah, and then I think they do have the Rams at home uh, the day after Christmas. They could they could take the Rams. I mean, they both have high scoring offenses and good defenses when they want to play defense. So. Yeah, but also the Rams' defense is spotty sometimes too. I mean, it's just yeah. Let's see who do the and then the Eagles have. Get this: the Eagles have the Cowboys, Giants, then Washington twice. 
Eagles got a hard schedule to make it. Well, they they have the Giants, who I think that they can beat them. They have Washington twice. Um, and I Washington- think it's going to be hard for them to make it. Yeah, I mean, Washington. Now that I'm looking at, I think actually the Eagles are in the best position because really the only team that they play that I would say is you know clear team that's not better than them is the Cowboys. So yep. I think they're- yeah, but Washington always somehow pulls yeah, but- it off this year. Maybe, but I think I think benching Heineke like they did, I think that creates a real problem in that locker room. It's gonna make some drama for, for sure. sure. I think 49ers continue to do well. They got Kittle back, but they Yeah, to me the the the, the Niners are in. I mean they're they're a game ahead of those other teams. So I think they're yep. they're safe. So it's whether Washington or Right. Yeah, I mean for sure I don't think Falcons come back. Saints are they just look like a mess. I'm not sure what the rest of their season schedule looks like. Let's but. take a look at the Saints real quick. So the Saints have Okay, so the Saints only have three more games because they're going to be on a bye this next week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. They they have four the buys are done. So they have the Buccaneers this weekend, then they have the Dolphins, Panthers, and then Falcons. They win the Panthers and Falcons. They lose the other two. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think I think we're either looking at um, Philly or or Minnesota. Yeah, it's between those two. Yep. Guess we'll find out for right. Yep. Hold us to it, guys. Yep, for sure. All right, right on. What? uh, So, what are you breaking this week? Uh, this week. Maybe some impeccable that comes out on Friday. So that's a cool product. Um, it actually has like uh, gold bars and silver bars in it. Like actual so, gold? Yep. Not- and silver. Interesting. Like real gold bars. It's, it's pretty cool. It's an expensive product. Um, it's per case that you get like the metal in it. Okay. And a case is only three boxes, but it's selling for like $6,000 for a case. Really? Yeah, so $2,000 a box. Um, So, yeah, so that's something that we'll probably be breaking or trying to. uh, We'll put that up and see where it comes. Uh, Spectra was just released. We broke that this week. That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, what'd you pull out of Spectra? uh, It was a a cool Justin Fields variation. um, And then some nothing like super big out of it oh yeah pat framuth framuth who's that framuth the tight end for the steelers oh so uh out of 17 auto i believe with okay it had like pink uh pink signature is pretty cool nice but yeah it was it was a fun fun week we we broke some xr we broke some origins um, I got an older product too that I'll probably break this week, which is a 2012 Absolute. Ooh, that's Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson's rookie year. Right on. So that should be fun too. But yeah, other than that, I think that's uh pretty much all that's really new and exciting for the card world. Right on. But so I think we are all set, guys. Cool. Thank you for jumping in. Hope you have a wonderful day. Take care, guys.